This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast for visiting television, sci-fi, fantasy, and everything in between. This week, Misfits of Science, episode 16. Oh, well, you know, really, I think all the credit has to go to Richard here, because he's the one that uh, came up with the sting operation that um, somehow worked, and so we're all pretty uh, pretty proud of the guy. No, no, not, not at all. I, I have to say that anything I know about lying and deception, I, I learned from these folks right here. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. Uh, yes, but how do you account for the FBI's complete about-face? I mean, what happened? Well, you know, uh, Jerry, I'm glad you asked that, because, you know, I have a couple theories about this. Uh-huh. What Dr. Hayes is trying to say is that there are just some things we're not meant to know. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast that will meet you at the Starlight Bowl at midnight. I'm Luke, here's my co-host Jordan. What's real, Jordan? I'm so excited that this is our last episode on the show, aren't you? <laughs> I, won't, I won't miss it. <laughs> I'm not going to miss it either. Uh, this is, uh, we said it before, but man, is this an underwhelming show. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jordan, on that note, because we took the escape pod, we have yeah. missed 10 whole episodes of Misfits of Science. No, no, we didn't miss them. <laughs> I'm going to give you the title of each episode we missed, okay. and maybe you can tell me what you think they're about. Yeah, each they'll all be boring. That's the secret. So here's one. Sonar, dot, 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 and yet so far. Okay, this is an episode where they find um, another misfit who only really joins him from one episode, and he has super hearing, and he accidentally um, brings about the government by hearing uh, signals... Uh, that they're communicating with aliens. Hmm. Very similar to the Plast Alien episode. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I've just, <laughs> I've cribbed from the only episode. Only instead of a, a, like a kooky scientist, it's a guy with, I don't know, robotic ears. Well, you're, you're pretty far off from the truth, Jordan. It's about a dolphin. <laughs> that's better. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a talking dolphin. Mm-hmm. I think in that way that like, like one of Elle's friends is a dolphin scientist and he like discovers like, I don't know, maybe a treasure or something at the bottom of the ocean. Who's to say? Right. Who's to say? Uh, next episode, Jordan. Steer crazy. Is this? They go. They they go work on a ranch. <laughs> Not quite. It's actually. It, it was one of my favorite ones just to read the thing for. I would hate to watch it, but it was like the the premise is a radioactive meteorite crashes at a farm and like irradiates a bunch of cows. Those cows are turned into hamburgers and fed to the elderly, and the elderly gain superpowers. <laughs> Well, that's a lot of steps. It's a lot. Just like any episode of uh, Mrs. of Science, there's a lot of steps. <laughs> I wonder what the superpowers these uh, seniors got, or if it was just a lot of like hilarious things, like an old lady vacuuming and she just picks up her couch with one hand sort of thing. No, oh, I hope that. I hope that. Mm-hmm. I'll never know. Next one, Jordan. Fumble on the one. Well, clearly a football-like episode, but I'm hoping the football players are like robots or something, a la Westworld. You know what the uh, the summary for this episode basically said? Billy's friend drops by. There's no other details. <laughs> by the way, are all the titles puns? No, because the next one is Twin Engines. Oh. Yeah, it's just it's just a. Uh, you know what I'm thinking? Every time we we uh, you mention one of these, it just reminds me of another show that we've seen. Like we've seen race car episodes. I think in two things. Sure, and these are all very similar to things of the time. It's just that. It's, uh, I don't know, someone has to pretend to be a race car driver or something. And they're a psychic. Uh, in this one, it is a uh, Johnny's friend drops by 
Turns out he's a twin separated at birth, and he swaps places with his much more successful twin. But he gets in trouble <laughs> once he does. I like that all these episodes, they already have all these characters they don't really know what to do with, but they have to keep having friends drop on by. Let's add one more character. Yeah, almost all these episodes are like, somebody's friend drops by. <laughs> it's like, uh, remember the last season of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation? And it seemed like every episode was just like someone's mother or uncle or someone showing up. I'm like, oh, great. It's Jordy's mom. Great. Okay. Uh, next episode, Jordan, Grand Theft Bunny. <laughs> I'm hoping it has to do with one of those uh, those bunnies that uh, Lincoln made big or small. It does. Uh, one of those bunnies gets stolen from the lab, and the misfits have to race against time to stop a new plague from breaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh the Grand Illusion. Oh, it's a magic episode. But illusion spelt with an E. E-L-U-S-I-O-N. Mm. But so it's, it's not a magic episode? It is. It is a magic episode. It is. Yeah. I wish there was a crossover with this show and uh, Super Train. I think those two shows would work well together. This episode was also sounded very complicated, but uh, they are trying to reunite an ex-German spy with his daughter, uh, who's stuck on the other side of the Berlin Wall, uh, and they're doing it via a magic show they put on with their powers for Soviet athletes who come to L.A. <laughs> Holy moly. Sure. And finally, Jordan. No, not finally. There's still many more episodes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, we, uh, I'm telling you, we couldn't have we couldn't have left a, at a better time to not have to watch all these. What about this episode, Jordan? Once Upon a Night. <laughs> time traveling, please. No, uh, Gl- a Glow's pen pal drops by, steals a bracelet, <laughs> And Glow is kidnapped by mistake by the bad guys to get it back. Uh, okay. I'm glad it's another friend. Center of attention. Center of attention. Um, I think uh, one of them becomes like super famous for one day, and they leave the misfits before they realize what really matters, and that's family. Uh, no, uh, they get involved in uh, basketball uh, game fixing and gambling rings. <laughs> I'll tell you who's not playing. Lincoln. If I can't believe basketball came back. I'm sure it's a big part of the episode. <laughs> That'd be a better episode if they, he has to learn how to play basketball. <laughs> Next episode, Jordan. Against all Oz. <laughs> Against all Oz. Um, I think this is a crossover episode between this and the early 2000s HBO show Oz, uh, <laughs> where they go to that Crystal Palace thing, whatever, that prison, and that guy, I don't know, sharpens his fingernails and scratches them. <laughs> uh, Billy tries to break the world record, world record for being awake uh, and ends up hallucinating a clip show. Oh, I see. I see what they did there. Yeah, so, yeah. He ha- so uh, episode, I believe this will be 15... Uh, they do a clip show. Wow, season one clip show. Clip shows have really fallen out of favor, haven't they? I mean, I think like with the the age of streaming, it doesn't really work. I guess it was fourteen because there's one last episode, Jordan. The Avenging Angel. Hmm. I think it's um a, a similar uh, episode like that Simpsons episode where they thought the angel came and it was just uh, an advertisement <laughs> for the mall. Just Mr. Burns. Yeah. Uh, it is about uh, the Misfits' anger on mob protection racket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. There's one thing in in the in the late '70s, early '80s. There's a lot of um, land development deals. There's a lot of uh, mob issues. And uh, what else do we get? There's a lot of uh, race car driving for some reason. These weird little tropes that keep coming back and back time and time specialties. again. Specialties: tennis, mm-hmm. for instance. People love tennis. tennis. That's right. Yeah, a lot of tennis. All right, Jordan. Well. Those are all the episodes we didn't watch. Should we talk about the episode we did watch? 
Yeah, let's do it. Three days of the blender. Here is the IND summary for episode 16. Three days of the blender. Billy is arrested on suspicion of treason when he is found holding a blender that contains a top secret defense computer chip. Right. So this has this episode has an interesting structure and it's it's something I've seen before in television. Obviously, you know, it's like a sort of one-off episode where uh uh the uh how would you like there's the framing device it's is a show within a show. Yeah, exactly. But I don't I don't know if they I think the main problem of this, well, there's a couple problems. One of the main problems is I don't think they commit to it entirely. Yes, I agree. Uh, the show within a show is a news magazine show called Close Up News, which when it starts, it's like we're watching an episode of this news magazine show. And throughout it, we're going to see like interviews with uh, the characters talking about Billy being in prison and like get some like background. We see like a p- home video picnic they had for Johnny B's birthday. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of that stuff interspliced in it. But then they also kind of fall out of it just into the general like normal narrative. And it, it's never very smooth. Like, yeah, they ne- it, it's an odd piece yeah, because I think there's there's nothing wrong with them trying something different, and I like applaud that effort of going. It's I mean, I'll say it's weird to do it as the last episode of the season, but yeah, it's it's an interesting idea, but it just doesn't quite work. And part of it also is I don't think the plot really makes a lot of sense, nor does it sort of coalesce in the tone. Like I I didn't you feel like it's almost like um uh, uh like it's really jokey. Like this sort of like tongue in cheek sort of uh, spy thing, but then they're sort of taking it seriously, and I wasn't sure how I was supposed to feel about it. It's it's an odd episode, and I think never fully gels in anything. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, you you feel like you've seen things like this before. And Jordan, you have actually seen exactly this before in the very last episode of another series we watched. In the last episode of another series, which one was that? I, you know, Luke, honestly, I don't know where I am. I can't remember. We, at some point, took the escape pod while watching Freaky Links, and the final episode of Freaky <gasps> Links was this exact You're absolutely plot. right. You're absolutely right. I think, weirdly, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I think Freaky Links probably did it better. I think Freaky Links did do it better. Yeah. So, small side note. Something, when I was watching this, I remembered uh, from last week when we were watching whatever those episodes were. Uh, there was another. There was another connection ep- thing in that episode. I believe at one point in last week's episodes, Dr. Billy... He uh, shouts a catchphrase for the first time, which was Misfits Ho. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Do you recall what other show had the catchphrase, our team ho? Uh, I don't know. I believe it was a Danger Team. The oh, Danger. Yeah, show. Danger. That's right. And they yelled Danger Ho in that. And I was like, so many connections. <laughs> you have such a good memory. Misfits Ho, Jordan. Misfits Ho. I'm not going to talk a lot about the news magazine stuff in this because it's like largely irrelevant to the plot. <laughs> well, uh, and let me just mention, I, I'm going to harp on this. I started taking notes um, very detailed about the times and the days and everything they were saying before I realized it doesn't matter at all. And then I was irritated that I started logging the, everything because I thought it was there was going to be like uh that was going to be relevant in some way and it's not it's just the framing device that doesn't work yeah yeah and i mean it's very funny you mentioned the times there's like because it's three days of the blender so we get to see day one seven twenty nine in the morning and they'll keep giving us timestamps, but those timestamps aren't within the context of the news magazine right they're actually out there in the context of the like actual fictional world like so it none of it real. like there's several layers of like they're trying to set up that none of them coalesce into anything <laughs> Yeah, and let, let me just, to, to, to one final thing. 
This this show is called something. It's called um, uh, I have it written down. Did you catch what the close the, up the news? TV? Yeah, close up news. But I don't know what this show is. Is this a is this a documentary type show? Is it a news show? Is this something that does live footage? Because that's what it seems like at some point. Like I don't even think they've decided what it is. Yeah, it's I I think it's like a news magazine show because uh, this seems to be a segment about spies and their growing prevalence in American pop culture and. They're like, in this particular episode, we're going to focus on the case of uh, one case of spying, the uh, selling of military secrets by Dr. Billy Hayes. But you're right. right. Because you can't tell when it's in in show, when you can't tell when the sh- when what you're watching is yeah. close up news and what, what, when you're what, what you're watching is now like outside of close up news. It's impossible to tell when it is. So occasionally the close up news team is hanging around doing photography but I don't think you're supposed to think it's going out live. It's like they're just shooting. Like they're now right. you're now I just in world. Sure. It's so confusing though. They needed to do the Larry Sanders thing, right? And have pa- half it on tape, half it on film. You can tell the difference. Yeah, it, it's impossible to determine what's going on. But that, this is basically what's happened: is the plot starts with Doctor Billy. He's arriving at work and he's he's given a package by their secretary. Well, she's also using a Ouija board for some reason. Right, because they they just want her to be kooky. She's Janine from Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. And the package is a birthday gift his mother sent him for his birthday three years ago that has been lost in the mail. And I was going to say, so this is the beginning of kind of the setup that of two things. One, there's this interference from above. And I th- I don't know if we know what it, exactly what it is, but I guess it's the FBI. I um, can tell you if you want to know. Right. But. Go ahead. Uh, there is a federal watchdog named Matt Jasper. He It's unclear where he works for, but he's essentially he goes to defense contractors and he's basically there just to do a security audit of them. Right. But we also get this sense of something that I don't know we've seen any hint of before that Billy is sort of like a real and I mean, we know he's like anti-establishment, but he's so irritated at this extra level of bureaucracy, I suppose, that like he's really railing against it. But I don't know if it I don't know if it makes that much sense other than it's a it's a a vehicle to get him into where he's got to get to. Yeah, he's upset. He's a real invasion of, I don't know, privacy, I guess, because there's like extra security guards posted everywhere they're doing security interviews or you know doing all the things you'd expect to have an audit of a defense contractor right but what happens is he gets this package he opens it up it's a blender from his mom it's it's been lost in the mail for three years which is very important to the plot for some reason and when billy goes to leave at the end of the day he's walking out with his brand new three-year-old blender and a guard stops him as he's leaving and the guard's like i need to see the serial number on your blender Billy doesn't want to do it, but the guard like gets to see the serial number and he confiscates the blender because it's on his list of serial numbers he's supposed to confiscate. Yeah, sure. And I here's the I should say, I think they chose a blender because someone thought that was funny. Yeah. Someone somewhere was like, Blender, that's pretty funny. Because they just keep going back to it, but it never lands as a joke. But I think the just the idea of I guess how awkward it is to carry a blender and that a blender it seems so innocuous. Item. Exactly. But it's, it doesn't work as humor. Uh, you know, and Billy's obviously upset. He wants his blender, but the guard basically threatens if he doesn't hand over the blender, it's going to be an act of treason. So, you know, Billy gives it up. And then when he asks where he got it, for, for reasons that I'm not clear on, Billy just lies and says it's just a blender that's been in the office for years. Like, that's sort of what he says. I'm unclear as to why he bothered lying, but he does. And what we see in the following scenes, the exposition that comes forward is Jasper, the security watchdog who's there, sort of tells us the audience via talking to his assistant that three years ago the company that makes this blender also happens to make laser satellites for defense 
for the military. And somehow in the process of building it, the microchip for the laser satellite ended up in a batch of the blenders that went out. So the blenders had to get recalled and most of them have been recalled three years ago. But, you know, as happens, there's still a few floating around out there. And this happens to be one of those blenders with a microchip for a laser satellite. (laughs) Yeah, there's the amount of like mental gymnastics you need to do to make this plot make sense is pretty impressive. Yeah. So this is why it was confiscated. Dr. Billy, of course, doesn't know any of this, but he is mad his blender got taken away. So he goes to see his supervisor, Dick Stetmeyer, about it. Dick Stetmeyer is not in the office, so he sort of pokes around his office and discovers that in one of the cabinets in Dick's office happens to be this blender. This blender has somehow ended up in a cabinet in Dick Stetman's office. Yeah. And a second subplot that's been happening through this episode, which is so weird. We see it very briefly at the top, but they announce right at the top of the episode, it's like, we've replaced the phone system in humanity. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. And the new phone system is, I guess, riddled with bugs or something. It basically can do things phones can't do in order to give some way for them to drive this plot forward. That's right. Yeah, so, like, it it seems rather archaic now, but the phones they've installed have things like a redial button. Yeah, they're blown away by new technology, redial. Yeah, that's basically it. It looks like like a phone that would have been very advanced in 1990. And one of the things this phone can do is a phone call comes into Dick Stetmeyer's office. No one's there, so Billy goes to answer it for him. Weird, but okay. Billy does not know how to what button to push to answer a call. He picks up the receiver and just starts jamming buttons. Yeah. Somehow he hits a combination of buttons that allows him to hear what's happening in the office of Jasper, the security watchdog. So, like, it basically... Jasper's not on the phone. He's just talking to his assistant in his office. And somehow Billy's able just to happen to listen to whatever's happening in that office by coincidence. No, no. I think it is two people on the phone. I think you're right with the first half that he somehow oh, pushes so you think they're on the get, phone together. I think they're on the phone, but somehow the wires are crossed in some way. But it's like, it doesn't really matter. Apparently, the point is that he hears a bit of information that kind of sends him off. Yes. Essentially, what he hears is that the blender that the security team confiscated from him has gone missing. Jasper knows that if it's gone missing, it means that someone in humanity has stolen it, and that person is likely a security risk who's going to perhaps leak this out to the world. And having heard all this and seen the blender in his boss's office, Billy's just like, oh no, Dick Stetmeyer is tied up in some sort of spy ring, or he's being forced to steal technology from, from our company. He presents this to his friend, Dr. L, who's barely, all the other misfits are barely in this episode. Barely, Dr. yeah. Dr. L's just like, hey, it's probably a misunderstanding. Go talk to Stetmeyer. Oh, and let me mention real quick, Luke, and I know this is uh, off what you're mentioning, but uh, your point about that the, the, the misfits are barely in this. Did you notice that, one, Jane is not in the episode, and two, she's not even in the credits? Oh, I will tell you this. I believe two episodes after, we, one or two episodes after we stopped watching, she's just removed from the show. Yeah. I mean, she, to be she, fair. She was gone by episode six or seven. They just, they just, we've seen this in multiple shows but they just don't know what to do with her. So they're just like, all right, I guess they got just decided, like, might as well just get rid of her. What do you think they did with Billy's baby? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> um, but who knows? Maybe it ended up with powers. Who knows? We missed that episode. We'll never know. Yeah. It wasn't in any of the episodes summaries <laughs> I read, though, so. Yeah. I actually, that's not true. I actually went and figured out which was the last episode with Jane, and I went and kind of, like, watched the last, like, two minutes of it to see if there's, like, a farewell or something. 
in the end it's just like they're all hanging up being like what a crazy adventure and then she's just not there next week right right anyway well as i was saying dr billy now suspects stetmeyer of being some sort of spy because he found the missing blender in his office that he now knows someone has stolen in humanidine stetmeyer meanwhile is back in his office and he has been tasked by jasper to shred confidential documents by some coincidence one of the documents he's about to shred is a confidential document about 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 the actual blender the security risk blender so he happens through another set of coincidences to read about this blender that is also security risk so that's all he knows about the blender is this thing he just happens to have just read at that exact moment billy walks in and like confronts him about the blender so here's the thing you realize as a viewer at this point or at least a few scenes before that this whole thing is sort of like a comic misunderstanding yes but didn't you feel because of that that there was no weight to anything that was happening nor was there a point to it that's what i felt i was like so this whole thing is just gonna be pointless all of this is pointless and we're just gonna reset and none of this would have mattered it is very early on because this scene is you figured out immediately it's like neither these two know what the other one's talking about billy basically comes in and very subtly tries to imply it's just like i know you have the blender i know you're compromised but it's so subtle that Dick Stetmeyer doesn't know what he's talking about. And all Dick Stetmeyer hears is, give me the blender. And he feels like he's being threatened by Billy for this blender he just read about is that is very dangerous. So you basically just have a misunderstanding where two people think the other is a spy. Yeah, exactly. One of those ones where, like, easily if these people just, like, spoke a little bit more. If this either of them be... had said two more words, they could have started it. <laughs> exactly. At any rate, Billy leaves the office after kind of trying to warn Stepmeyer. Stepmeyer, as soon as Billy leaves, turns around, opens his cupboard, and he finds he has the blender for some reason. He's shocked. So we now know for sure as an audience, he has no idea how this blender got here. He's not a spy. Exactly. Yeah. And by, can I just say, I think, um, uh, I can't remember his name, the actor who plays Dick, um, Max Wright. I think he's my favorite part of the show. Oh, he's the best part of the show, 100%. Like, he's like, the he's only just... one who has the comic chops. Yeah, he's he's giving it, and he's just he, he's playing that nervous uh, guy who's just at the end of his rope all the time. He's entertaining in every scene. Yeah, so he finds this blender, and he panics. And so he decides the only way to solve this problem, because he doesn't want to get in trouble for the having the blender, is literally you would have, the, the mental leaps here are gigantic. But he's like, I'm going to call up Jasper, the security watchdog. I'm going to use a fake voice. I'm going to tell him I have the blender and I would like to return it. No questions asked as long as I don't get in trouble. Jasper agrees and says, let's meet at this bowling alley at midnight, um, which also a, le- a midnight bowling alley. Is that a thing? <laughs> I mean, there's nighttime bowling with like fancy lights and stuff. I don't know if it's specifically midnight, but sure. Why not? That's where they're going to meet. Stepmeyer bundles up the, the blender and leaves to go to this meeting. Billy is, for whatever reason, staking him out. So Billy starts following Stepmeyer to the bowling alley. Yeah. And it's also ladies' night? There's a very confusing scene out front, which is just there to separate Stepmeyer and Billy for, like, 30 seconds. But it's like, Stepmeyer goes in, and for some reason, in the window of time between Stepmeyer going in and Billy getting to the door, a bouncer who, I guess, was on break returns and stops Billy from going in because it's ladies' night till midnight, so he can't go in till then. Except what we'll see immediately afterward is that she's actually a federal agent there to she's supposed to be watching the door to see who comes and goes. But she like left her post for long enough. for Like it's all so contrived and convenient. Yeah. Yeah. What, what we're saying is this is not very good. Yeah. Anyway, Billy finally gets in the bowling alley. He finds Stepmeyer. 
he like takes the blender from Stepmeyer, and as soon as he does, Jasper and a bunch of federal agents show up to arrest whoever's there with the blender. Yeah. It was never it was never going to be a fair exchange. It was always a sting operation, basically. Uh, Stepmeyer hides, so they have no idea Stepmeyer's there, and they essentially arrest Billy, and that's how Billy ended up being arrested for spying. For right, and I don't even know if we mentioned the, the the we get this information at the very beginning of the episode. Billy's in prison. That's how we start, and yeah. this whole news investigation is uh, uh, created around the why is Billy in prison and he's not saying anything. Which again, I don't know. I just don't know if it if it holds up. You know, I mean, we sort of started media and res, and now we're seeing the backstory to it. But yeah, it's all just like, who cares? It like the news yeah. magazine stuff has the least impact. Well, because well, I should mention because they were also like all the misfits, and it's like a weird way to not have them really be involved. They're like Billy's just not talking to them for reasons, and I'm like, why? Well, there's no real reason. And then also later on, when Gloria in a few scenes goes to talk to him, like he does talk. So I, was, I don't. I was like, so they just never asked him. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing is. The idea is from the news magazine, they're upset that he's not talking to authorities. Like, he won't tell authorities what's happening, who's handling Like, you know, he won't talk. He won't say anything. And this is because he doesn't want to, you know, throw Stepmeyer under the bus. He's still worried about Stepmeyer. Um, so for most of the episode, when we're in kind of real time, what we see is just Billy sitting in prison singing the blues. Yeah, a lot. With, like, a guy with a mustache and sunglasses. And there's at least three scenes where they play guitar and harmonica I, I believe there's one scene where the entire prison sings hit the road jack <laughs> such a time waster i will say it does have my favorite there's one joke that i thought was like gangbusters that, that i don't think that i don't think they quite landed but i thought it was the funniest thing is the news magazine is in prison in the prison cell with billy interviewing him and one of his cellmates is there and uh Oh, I know what you're going to say. The, they turn to the and they ask what he's in for. And he says, I've been falsely accused. I've been sent to prison for killing a 17-year-old. It's a lie. That never happened. And they're like, what happened? He's like, that guy was at least 19 years old who I murdered. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I was like, that is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That you're right. That was pretty good. Uh, they don't know how to land it, but it's like such a pitch black joke. That I was like, this is, this is good. Yeah. But yeah, that's where Billy spends most of his time, singing the blues in prison for this episode. Jasper, meanwhile, the security the security guy, he's done a voice analysis of the person who called his phone offering to trade the blender with Billy's. And he knows that Billy wasn't the one who called him. So he knows there's at least one more security leak somewhere in Humanodyne, potentially, mm -hmm. which we know is Stepmeyer. And, you know, he wants to get everyone's voice prints and, like, the misfits are trying to, like— be sol like have solidarity with Billy so they won't hand them over but you know Stepmeyer doesn't know what's happening so he accidentally gives a voice print and now Stepmeyer's freaked out because he knows he's going to get caught with for mm -hmm. being the person who called about the blender blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> the misfits finally do something in this episode glow goes to visit Billy in prison and they're like you said they constantly complain that he won't tell them what happened like they're in the prisoners like chat room that we always see in like movies and yeah. immediately Billy with, like the screen like, and the two phones yeah yeah and immediately Billy explains to glow Oh, uh, Stepmeyer, I think Stepmeyer's a spy. You guys have to help. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, so all they had to do was ask? Yeah, all they had to do was ask. Yeah, because there's even a scene right after this where um, I think it's a part of the newscast. Again, it doesn't really matter. And they're interviewing. And Gloria's like, yeah, I went and saw him in prison. And then uh, uh, Johnny B's like, you went and visited him? And he's like irritated. I was like, yeah, but none of you did? None <laughs> of you asked any questions? It's all oh, it makes no sense. I mean, at this point in the episode, Jasper, the security guy, has determined the voice on the phone was Stepmeyer. And he's he's talking with his underling about, like, oh, let's set up a sting operation to get him. 
uh, like there, his idea is like, what we'll do is like, we'll put the blender back in his office and then we'll call him with a fake voice and try to set up a trade off. So like, then we'll catch him mm-hmm. in the act. That'll be the idea. But as they're kind of making this plan to find the, to catch the other like mole in the office, a gentleman walks in named Mickey Schlepp. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't realize it was his name. That's pretty good. Yeah. He introduces it. Yeah, Mickey Schlepp. I'm the, I'm the disbursement <laughs> manager, which at Humanidine, that means he's a guy who people are like, I've got a lamp I need to send to somebody's office. I put the ne- number for the office on that lamp. Can you carry this lamp over to that office? Yeah. And he's delivering this lamp to Jasper's office that he's been set up to do this like security audit. He puts the lamp down and Jasper gets upset. He's like, I didn't ask for this lamp. Why is this ugly lamp here? What's going on? And he's like, no, it's it's for you. Your office 161. It says so on the tag. And of course, Jasper looks at the tag. He's like, no, you fool. It says 191 on this. And Mickey Schlepp's like, that's so funny. That's the second time I've mixed up 161 and 191 this week. He's like, and they're like, what do you mean? He's like, the first time was I was supposed to bring a blender here, but I left the blender in the other office that I was not supposed to leave it in. And now it's become obvious to everyone that this whole thing is all about a man who delivered a blender to a slightly incorrect office. Yeah. It's just, it, again, it's hard to articulate just how pointless this episode is and how frustrating it is to watch an episode where it feels like they're purposely trying to waste your time. And essentially now everyone involved in this whole thing knows it's all a misunderstanding. But for reasons that defy explanation, just because I guess he is the bad guy of the episode, like Jasper just goes full evil. He's like, well, I don't care. I'm going to catch. I'm going to let's catch. Yeah, he, bas- he basically is like, I'm going to catch someone anyway. That's my job. And it was just like, but you know, this is all a misunderstanding. He's like, I'm just going to catch someone because... Yeah, I'm a villain now. It's bizarre. Yeah, his his assistant's like, well, now we don't have to like his assistant's like laughs off. He's like, well, great, now we can solve the whole problem. Everyone can go free, and he's just like, well, I gotta prove why they pay me, so I need to make sure I take down two spies. I'm like, what? Like that doesn't even begin to make sense. Yeah. So we have we I we go. Is this back to the bowling alley again? Huh? Well, that's just it. He calls up Stepmeyer and he's just like, let's meet at the bowling alley again, and I'll, and and it's so weird because he's like he's like. Sets this thing up, go to the blue and we'll try. He doesn't, like, Stepmeyer doesn't know it's Jasper who's calling him. He thinks it's, like, spies. He thinks spies are calling him. And it just so happens when this phone call happens, Stepmeyer is in his office with a camera crew from Close-Up News. Right. And so Stepmeyer's like, I've got an idea, Close-Up News. Let's go. You you and me, we'll, we'll both go. We'll catch a spy live on camera. And that way, clear my and Billy's name all at the same time. So it's just another, yeah. in a spiraling series of misunderstandings right and should we mention that mean meanwhile billy is escaping from prison well that's this is basically it's so complicated but yes he's got that because he's going to go catch them but we know as an audience that he's walking into a trap the misfits are back of the office the misfits of science have largely been outside of the plot of this entire episode correct like yeah they've yeah. been interviewed but they have had little to do for reasons of needing this plot to work. The secretary tells them this new phone system has a weird glitch where you can eavesdrop into someone's office. Mm-hmm. And the Mrs. of Science are like, well, why don't we eavesdrop on Jasper right now and just see what he's talking about? And they punch the numbers in. And what they hear is the entire plan that Jasper has set up to basically frame Stepmeyer and Billy. Yeah. And the Mrs. are like, whoa, we got to go warn Stepmeyer. He's already left, so they're like, what do we do? 
hey, what about we? Pu- why don't we push the fancy redial button on his telephone? Mm-hmm. That button, they push it. It calls the prison Billy's at, and they're like, oh, well, that must mean Billy knows where Stepmire went. Yep. yep. So the misfits drive to prison, and as they're driving to prison, Billy is worried about Stepmire doing this bowling alley thing all on his own. So he goes to one of his cellmates and says, hey, cellmate, I really need to escape prison. And that cellmate's like, yeah, there's a hole in the laundry room. You can just walk out of prison anytime you want. Yeah. And then it, you know, I can't remember because Billy says to him, why haven't you escaped that? And the guy gives some reason. He's just like, eh? yeah, he's like, I don't know. I like it here, I guess. Yeah. And what I also like is that, not that it was a point to this episode, but we don't even see it happening. We just, like, have that scene and hard cut to, like, Billy's running outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Billy escapes no problem, but because the misfits of science have showed up to ask him where Stepmire went, they basically essentially, like, go to the guards, like, can you bring Billy to talk to us? And they discover Billy's gone. Alarms go off. The misfits see Billy running through the forest. They're like, we got to go pick him up in our ice cream truck. Of course, you know, the police start showing up because there's a prison break. Johnny B murders a bunch of them because that's what he does. <laughs> like he like right. fires his laser at his, his lightning at one. The car slams into like has a huge car accident. I'm sure they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. His his body count's pretty high. That first episode he killed like 50 people. It, like they're just war criminals these people. There's no war. They're just killing people <laughs> arbitrarily. <laughs> uh, whatever. They pick up Billy. They all drive. They all race to this bowling alley. And at the bowling alley, obviously, it's full of government agents. They, you know, they sti- like they, they catch the news guys who are there. So the news media is not going to see what really happens. They get thrown out by, like, Jasper and his goons. And Jasper, like, meets Stepmire. Stepmire's shocked. He pulls a gun. He's like, you're going to prison forever now, Stepmire. We've caught you as a, you're a spy. The misfits walk in. Billy grabs a bowling ball and, like, rolls it on the ground to knock over Jasper Hence, yeah. saving Stepmire. But you should say, it's like a cartoon. Yeah. The guy is holding the gun at, at Stepmire, and he rolls the bowling ball, which rolls down, and not down the actual bowling lane, just like the bowling building. Just the lobby. Alley. Yeah, just the lobby. And then it hits him. He sort of goes down like a cartoon character, his gun flying in the air so Stepmire can grab it. Yeah, exactly. And then the assistant to Jasper walks in. He's like, you're under arrest, Jasper, for being a criminal. And I'm like, okie doke. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. They're just like, there's there's so many things that just happen because they're just like, all right, and this happens. You're like, okay. Yep. And the misfits have saved the day and the misunderstandings are all worked out and Jasper's going to prison. And then... Yes, but then, and then they cut to, <laughs> I don't even know, an overhead shot of a table... In Washington, like people in Washington, and they're like eating, and and what I guess you're supposed to think it is is it's someone doing a not very good Reagan impersonation, and I'm thinking the other is supposed to be Gorbachev. Yes, it is. It is Reagan and Gorbachev having dinner in Washington D.C. Yeah, and they're sort of like, "Ooh, we got a, we got through with those spies or something." You're like, "What?" Yeah, they're like, "Can you believe how hot the whole blizzard incident got? It's too was too hot. Good thing we had Jasper to take the fall. Someone has to." I just like, yeah. but there was nothing. There, there was no anything. <laughs> what are they covering up? I know it does. This is this is such a bad episode. Honestly, it's. I think I've said this before. A lot of times, I can tell how bad something is by how many times I pause it and go off to do something else. This was like every couple minutes. I was just finding anything to distract me because it's just it's so boring. It's just boring because you know none of this matters. I'll just say before we even get into the rating of this, like conveniences and uh, 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 coincidences 
to get characters into situations to start off a plot, that's great. That's great that like something happens and there's a misunderstanding and blah 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 happens and you get into um you get into this fun little plot. That's wonderful. But but to have them be able to to have them get out of of problems, it becomes lazy. Do you know what I mean? Like it's fine to have a misunderstanding to set it up, but you can't have a misunderstanding to to solve the problem and you can't have just like coincidences to answer every question along the way and that's what they do on this it's like oh well this is also a coincidence and this is also a coincidence i'm like well then th- there's no reality here at all so the viewer doesn't care jordan they wrote in a whole subplot where you can accidentally listen into other people's phones so that like there's the only way they could like get characters yeah. to where they needed to be is they always just randomly pick up a phone and randomly call a number to get the exact information they needed at the exact exactly moment they well it's so even the, as we said the framing device if they had just stuck with it they could have um, parsed out this information through the newscast, and you and you as a viewer, as the double viewer watching the show, could have been, oh, I understand what's happened, this misunderstanding, but they can't do that because they can't get enough information across, so it just becomes this muddled thing of, you're right, people are like, oh, here's a new invention that's going to solve our problem, here's yeah, another I- conversation that's going to solve our problem. Like, like you mentioned, they literally invented a phone <laughs> to solve a plot hole. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's like you said, like, you know, so quickly, it's a misunderstanding between Stepmire and Billy. And the only real mystery for most of the episode was like, how did the blender get in Stepmire's office? Like last time we saw it, that security yeah. guard had it. And the, the final reveal is, is like, oh, that was also an accident. Like, but the, the complexity to the, the plot of this is like the equi- equivalent of like an Abbott Costello routine or like Laurel and Hardy or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's this like. It's something that would work for like a five-minute Stooges bit, but they've decided to do a full hour of television on it, and it just is so dumb. It's so dumb. I'm also that end bit with Gorbachev and Reagan. <laughs> I'm obsessed with what that means for like the worldview of the show because it's just like <laughs> in their mind, Reagan and Gorbachev are best buds pulling all like they're just like the New World Order pulling all the strings right. behind the scenes like they look like enemies in public but they just hang out and eat steak together uh, in their off hours but again what strings are they pulling well that's what makes no sense like there was nothing like there was no spies involved there's no like they have nothing to talk about yeah it just is and let, let me just mention this too is it just a coincidence that the show was doing a story on spies when Billy was it was caught as a spy or is it that that was the crux of their story there's yeah i i think they want it for whatever reason they wanted to do this in show thing and like the it's so funny because they're talking about it's not like they're like doing investigation of a spy case they're just talking about how spies are really hot right now like they're showing t-shirts <laughs> that say i love to spy and like bumper stickers are like spies are so cool and they're like the public loves spies i'm like do they do the public love spies in 1985 yeah. it's very weird it's very weird this episode is quite bad it's quite bad i mean it's nice to see that like what we saw as a consistent episode has not changed over like we missed 10 episodes this this is as confusing as the previous ones we watched well that's a good point to make because we didn't really even speak about that so we we didn't watch about what 10 episodes you said yes and with the exception of jane not being in the show Nothing has really changed. Obviously, this is not a serialized show, so it wasn't like we were going to miss some great plot line. But you can just see that nothing coalesced anymore. It didn't get it didn't get better. That's for sure. It's, it, the plots are as convoluted as as they always were. They still have no idea what to do with the misfits and any powers they have. 
Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? In this episode, it's funny. I didn't even think about it until you mentioned it. Really, with the exception of Johnny killing those police officers for, for, for reasons. There's no real... They don't need to at all, by the way. Um, there's no use of powers at all. Even at the very end, this sort of like Looney Tunes-esque rolling the bowling ball thing. I'm like, you have all their powers. They could have done anything. You could have had Glow take the gun out of his hand. You could have had um, done a, some sort of Glow silly bowling alley thing. Up. Well, how, how about have uh, uh, Lincoln shrink down and he has to run into the bowling alley thing where the balls go or something? I don't know. Like, you have all these powers. Like, did you guys not sit around a room and talk about this? Like, it's like, I know Billy's your lead character, but he's also the least interesting because he has no powers. I think the thing was that at some point they're just like, we do have these powers. They're really hard to wedge into every episode. So let's just stop trying unless it comes naturally. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's just it's the shows. It's we've said it before. It's such a bummer because this show, its pilot is pretty fun and it works as like a TV movie. And maybe that's all it should have been is like a one off TV movie where you're like, hey, this kind of reminds me of things I like, like Back to the Future. It's funny because now that we've done all of this and like as we've been watching it, a few people have been like messaging in to be like, oh, I do remember the show. Like a former former guest Seth uh, messaged to be like, I remember watching the show when it was on. And I, one of our listeners, Ryan, emailed in too to be like, I remember liking that show when I was like a kid. So I think like it probably popped up at a weird time where it was like this yeah. weird one off that had like a weird energy to it that stuck in people's minds. So it's funny that I like I'm sure people haven't thought about it in years until like we posted some clips, but it's just like somewhere in the back of the recesses of some people's minds, the show still exists. Yeah. And, but here's like, look, maybe we missed a couple of good episodes. I I'm by the, by watching this, doubtful. I'm guessing probably not. It's doubtful. But maybe we did. Maybe there was one that was like a little, uh, a little, uh, a uh, gem in there, but, but yeah, this show is just, it's just not very good. And it's not very good because I think I said this previously. I don't think anyone really figured out what, the show they want it to be. I think they knew kind of the tone and they thought it'd be these fun, young, sexy kind of people doing stuff, but they just never really figured out what the point of the show is. What does, what do the misfits want to achieve? What is their goals? Who are they? They, they know they didn't have these conversations. So you just end up going, oh, I guess we'll have a episode where they go into caves and stuff will happen. What if we do like a newscast? That's fun. But like, I, I don't know what the show is. I think you could make an argument against what I'm going to say, but I think it's relatively true. Is I don't know if many or any of the episodes we watched had anything to do with like the misfits' research at Humanodyne. Often it was just they got pull, they got pulled off on a side tangent based on a buddy who dropped by. It was never like we're investigating this phenomena, so we as a research team need to go look at it. Like it never seemed to be the case. They always seemed to just accidentally stumble into a plot. It had nothing to do with what they do at work. Well, they're almost never driving the action. And it just feels like if you're if you're making a show that is about this research team who looks at weird things, like why wouldn't that be the driving force of every plot? Right. But I'll, I'll even I'll even go a step further, Luke, on your point because I agree with you. It's it's odd to me that even when they get into a situation, it's it's not what you think it is, which is they solve a, a problem or they solve a case in their weird, unique, misfit way because of their powers. That's not what happens ever. They 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 are they bumble through things and then oh we need to stick a scene where the guy shrinks. Like it's it's so odd. And again, it's like you're all watching it being like, you guys created these powers. You created these scenarios. Why are you putting them in scenarios where they don't have to use their powers? I didn't make you do that. 
<laughs> All right. Well, let's rate. Let's rate the last episode. <laughs> rate three days of the blender, episode sixteen. Uh, one and a half. One I'm gonna and give half. it. I'm gonna give it one half for for the idea of of a, the framing of the newscast, and one for the actual execution. So one and a half. Yeah. I I also I. God help me. I always like a show that does this, like tries to do a framing like this. I think it's fun to do like an in-world I do too. thing. So like that's a point. I, it very badly executed for sure. So it's not much of a point. And then I'm going to give a point for that guy who killed a 17-year-old. <laughs> so two? Two points. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say though, Luke. Um, we've most of the shows. I think we have s- similar sensibilities, if not, uh, you know, exactly the same. And sometimes we feel similar. Sometimes we don't. Um, this show, I think, we're pretty much. Our scores are pretty close. Yeah, I think we 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 had a very similar experience watching yes. this show. Yeah, yeah. Which was like, hey, this is a fun pilot. And then, dear God, what are we watching? Well, on that note, Jordan. Mm. Do you want to hear the final score for? I do. All right. Yeah, it's low. It's going to be one of our lowest shows, I think. Punching it into the old computer here. The final score for Misfits of Science is three point seven one. <laughs> so it's just if we're rounding it to four to ten, which is probably about right. Yeah, yeah. I would round down to three point five, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I know your answer. I know my answer, but you recommend the show to anyone? I'd recommend watching the pilot. I agree. I think you watch the pilot. You have a great time. It's like a surprisingly fun pilot. Yeah, it's, it's silly and dumb, and like the tone works the best there. And it just, I think it worked. It was a probably a great pilot to read, and then it just became a hard show to write. Yeah, yeah. So no, the answer is no. I wouldn't recommend it as a series. No, just watch the pilot. Well, Jordan, that wraps it up. Uh, we'll be back next week with brand new excitement for everyone. Yeah. Who knows what it will be? Uh, and in the meantime, you can email us. Continuandrag at gmail.com is the email there. And on Instagram and Twitter, we will have clips from the final episode of Misfits of Science. You can say goodbye to all your favorites. Yeah, and you're going to see lots of scenes of them using their powers. Oh, wait. No, you won't. Yeah, they uh, n- never happens. No one uses a power <laughs> ever. I mean, one power. Yeah, it's be weird. It'd be a weird one to watch clips from for sure. Yeah, it should just be clips of like uh, I don't know that lady doing her Ouija board or something. <laughs> well, listener, thank you for joining us, and Jordan, I'll see you next week. See you then. Continuum Drag is recorded in Toronto, Ontario. Theme music by James Rex Seedler, produced by Jordan Dulloch and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Hughes. <laughs>